this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 3, Episode 9. You've got me this week. Last week we had a guest, Grace, the founder of Scandiborn. If you haven't given that one a listen yet, make sure you do, especially if you're an entrepreneurial mum or dad or parent. But this week you have me. Yay! I'm going to catch up with you all on everything mum life and what's been going on with Amandine. I haven't got a huge amount to fill you in on, but considering that I have just recorded a podcast with um, Sarah Turner, who is the Unmumsy Mum. If you haven't heard of her before, make sure you look her up. Um, And it was two hours long, (laughs) so I'm a little bit all talked out. I meant to record the podcast this morning, but as mum life goes, it didn't go to plan. Amandine napped, but she literally napped for about 45 minutes, and that was all the time I had to brush my teeth, wash my face, take a shower, get dressed, clear up the kitchen from the night before, and voila, she was awake. Um, So then we spent the day playing and then Sarah came over and we recorded this podcast and then Hendrik got home demanding dinner and then I had to put Amandine to bed. Now she is in bed. She's actually been in bed since like quarter past six. She was just asking to go to bed. So after my conversation with Sarah where Sarah's baby also goes to bed at 6.30, I thought, you know what, this is fine. I'm just going to put her to bed. No problems. I'm going to ignore all the advice on baby should go to bed at seven. But actually mine was asking to go to bed. So I put her to bed. Anyway, we've had a lovely day. We're having this incredibly unseasonal weather, aren't we? Which, on one hand, is beautiful, and it's so lovely to feel the heat of the sun on our face. On the other hand, very, very concerning. I can't help but think, what will the world look like when Amaldine is 30? I popped that on the Mum Talk Instagram today, and I had so many messages being like, I know, I know, what is it going to look like? So, I mean, yeah, it's great, it's great to feel the sunshine, but also a little bit concerning. So, this week, we've had a pretty rough week, or actually these last couple of weeks, we've had a really rough week with Amandine's teething. I still can't see any teeth coming through the top gums or the bottom gums, can't feel anything, and I'm just, every morning, I'm like, a a tooth must be about to pop through, it must be about to pop through but it doesn't. And I have been just, she, she hates cowpole. So I haven't given her cowpole because she hates it. She just spits it out. So I've been trying these new teething aids, which we were very kindly sent. You would have seen if you follow the um, podcast Instagram page, which I hope you do because I hope you're enjoying the giveaways. If you're listening to this months after the giveaways, and I'm really sorry, I'm sure there'll be more. But if you're listening to it right now, then make sure you go to the Mum Talk podcast page and follow it and enter the competitions. Everyone's going to want to enter the competitions. There are amazing prizes. I have so many amazing prizes coming. So make sure you're following Mum Talk Instagram page, which is Mum Talk podcast. Anyway, back to teething. So we were sent um, the most brilliant teething aids from gummy now I don't know if you have heard of them but (laughs) they are brilliant there's one which goes on the baby's hand now there was a point when Amandine was gnawing at her hand so much that she was bruising her own hand and making it go really really red and I guess that this mitt would just be perfect for that the one time I put the mitt on Amandine she's actually ripped it off herself I think it's just because she's never ever had anything on her hands before I've never put gloves on her hands so I think she's just a bit like what what is that but the one that she absolutely loves um is the gummy link and teeth which is like lots of kind of 
imagine chain links is essentially what it is, but it's silicone rubber. And then these like toys on the end of the links, which are all chewable. And she absolutely loves them. In fact, I went walking with my mum yesterday and had to drive for about 40 minutes. And it was the first time I'd given it to her. And she was quiet for the whole journey. Now I'm going to talk about this later, but car journeys have gone completely to pot and she is pretty much wailing the whole time. So I honestly thought something was wrong or I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but I honestly thought that something had happened because she was so quiet, but she was just, you know, gnawing away at the um, Lincoln tube, which was absolutely brilliant. So if you haven't checked them out already, but one, one thing also about this company is they do... Um, they do teething aids for different stages. So there's a zero to three month teething age, which are these really cute little pink mitts. And then there's three to six months, which is the gummy glove. So if they're used to wearing the mitts, they won't have an issue with the glove like Amandine does. And then three months plus is the gummy Lincoln teeth. And then six months, there's another um, glove, which is a little bit bigger. And then there's also at 12 months, there's the gummy molar mallet, which is like this big red ball thing with like a, it looks like a mallet on the top. And I guess that's for the, you know, back, the molars, essentially, the back teeth. And they are, they, well, they look brilliant. They look absolutely brilliant. And the founder of Gummy, Jodine, has written a whole book called Hand to Mouth. And I absolutely can't wait to get stuck into it. And I'm going to get stuck into it. And I am giving Gummy and Jodine a shout out on the podcast because I think it's brilliant. I've been lost with teething. I really have been. I have no idea where to start. And actually, Jodine is going to hopefully come on the Instagram page and do a bit of a Q&A for anyone else who's struggling with teething. Um, we're just trying to get that sorted at the moment. So stay tuned for that. But I also want to say, never has a brand written a really personalised letter when they've sent something to me. And I was really, really touched. Jodine sent a letter um, about you know, teething and Amandine and all her products. And it was just really, really lovely to get that personalised. Often you kind of, if you get sent stuff, you just get sent it. Um, but yeah, it was really lovely. So thank you so much, Jodine. And I'm really happy to be supporting your business. Um, it was gifted. And just to be completely open with everybody, it was gifted. But go have a look at them. They are fantastic. And Amandine sure loves the Lincoln Teeth. Um, we haven't been able to give many of the others a try, but we definitely will, especially, you know, in 12 months. I'm sure I'll check in with you guys again on the molar one. What else we've been using on teething is also the ABC Remedy, which I discussed last week or the week before from Helios. That's a homeopathic remedy. But when I actually, I, I spoke to them this week and I asked them if there was anything else that I could add to that to help. And she did say, no, it really is just the ABC. It's the most brilliant combination. It's got the chamomile in it. We've been using the powder, as I mentioned again, the Ashton's, I think it's Ashton's and Miller something like that powder, um, which also works. It's a good addition to um, the homeopathy. But what I have to say is I think if you catch it early, so almost as a preventative measure with the homeopathy, then she never gets a really bad 
teething episode. So if she wakes up and her cheeks are red and she's dribbling, I'll give it straight away before she starts gnawing on her hands. And then it just passes. Her cheeks go, you know, relatively pale again and um, she looks much better. So I've been trying to be a bit ahead of the game with the whole teething thing rather than waiting for her to be kind of full out gnawing at all of the teething aids and just trying to give her a little bit of something to help. We did also try the Bongella teething gel. Now, personally, I think it's pretty useless. I have been recommended it by a lot of mums, so I'm sure it works for some, but it just kind of, you put it on, she didn't really like it being put on, and then she swallowed most of it, it seemed, um, and then a lot of it dribbled out of her mouth, and she it didn't seem to help at all I think initially maybe it helped a little bit but just because it was cold we'd put it in the fridge and then put it on her gums but actually with the teething aids we've put those in the fridge and I think it does exactly the same as the gel so try it but I have been much much um, happier with the Helios Remedy ABC and also the powder so give those a try I would recommend now what's been coming alongside this teething which I did also mention two weeks ago was the poops and I don't know, I can't remember if I said this, but she had pooped about 10 times in one day, 10, 11 times in one day. And it was getting to the point where I was thinking, this is not normal. So when she'd done that twice in two days, I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the doctor. Anyway, my doctor called me and just said, well, can you bring in a poo sample? And well, this was interesting because obviously doing 10 poos, she never actually does a really big poo at any point when she was doing that. They were all tiny, tiny little poos. So I had the luxury of taking the largest poo nappy, which was absolutely tiny, to the doctor's surgery. And I was in the loo trying to scrape Amandine's bright green poop into this pooper scooper thing. Now there was hardly anything. And when I took it to the lady at the front desk, I was like, really, they're not gonna be able to do anything with this. Anyway, the test result came back negative. There was no further action to be taken. So I am just hoping that this really is teething. She has since gone down to less poops, but they're more runny and watery, um, still very green. We occasionally, maybe once a day, get a relatively yellow one, but it's nowhere near what they used to be. So I'm hoping the minute this tooth pushes through, which I feel like has been coming for like two or three months now. Um, her poos will go back to normal. I'm praying. If it doesn't in another week, I will go back to the doctor again and say, look, I really just don't think something's right here. I weighed her. I know you'll be proud of you, proud of me. I'm sure some of you will be proud of me. Um, weighed her. She hasn't gone down in weight. She went down. Um, below, she dropped a, what's it called? You know, one of those line segments. Um, and she's now progressing on that segment. So yeah, she hasn't dropped again. So she's not losing any weight. So I think it's fine. But also nappy rash. Oh my God. We haven't had as such a bad bout as nappy rash, as I said on the last podcast, where it was me. Um, but she has had, her bum has been a lot more tender and I've just been making sure to slap on the nappy uh, prevention barrier cream, which is from Neil's Yard. We use, that's not an ad. I I, get, I was gifted that by a friend. Um, but it is brilliant. It's really, really good. So I'd highly recommend if you want something preventative for nappy, nappy rash that is natural, try that. It's really good. 
almost so much so that you put loads on to protect their bottoms, but then literally the poop just slides off, slides off the nappy and goes everywhere. I've had to change my bed sheets once already this week um, because she was lying down next to me. I heard a poop and I was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden my hand was wet and it was on her lower back and it just went everywhere. Well, absolutely everywhere. Gross. What else to report? So we went swimming again, which was lovely. We're actually doing tons of swimming because we're away for um, a bit of March and we're missing quite a few classes on the Monday just because, yeah, I just just not here on the Mondays. And she went swimming with Daddy. What I didn't realise with Hendrik not really doing swimming very much with her is that she's now not as comfortable swimming with him as she is with me. Now, in a way, I love that because I love to do swimming. I really do. But Hendrik, poor Hendrik, he just didn't enjoy it because Amandine was just a bit teary the whole time and she wasn't particularly happy. And then when she's with me, she's pretty giggly and she feels safe and comfortable. And it was a real odd experience for him. And I think it was quite a shock because when he did it last time, it was great, but it was quite early on. And then she hasn't been with him swimming for quite some time now. Um, anyway, we went... Uh, Amandine and I went swimming on Monday. We've got another session on Thursday. And I think maybe it will just be me that takes her swimming. I don't know if she enjoys it a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I need to talk to Daddy about that. <laughs> we'll see. But swimming's still great. Still loving it. Absolutely love it. So car journeys. I mentioned car journeys earlier. They have really gone to pot. Every single one. I'm either timing it really, really badly or she's just not loving the car, but she will whine and then that whine will turn into a cry unless you put the happy song on. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have found this on Spotify yet or if you, you know, if you found it, but it's, I think it's called the happy upbeat song, something like that. And it's brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. It's her favorite song. Every time you put it on, she goes quiet. But then if you put it on repeat more than twice, she'll then start to whine again. <laughs> so it definitely has its time limit with her, but she does really enjoy it. Um, and it does stop her crying just for a moment, especially if I'm singing it, then also it stops her crying. I don't know what to do about the car journeys. I really don't. I've given her toys. I gave her the teethers. Um, I've given her like a book that's in front of her to have a look at. I've put colourful socks on. That was a tip that my friend Millie gave me was to make sure she's wearing colour colourful socks. Um, I've made sure that she's not too hot. I've made sure she's not too cold. I fed her before I get in the car to go. Um, sometimes it's not easy to always travel during the nap time so she sleeps. But if she isn't sleeping, she's crying. So if she has napped on me during a walk, which is normal, and then we get back in the car and we have like 40 minutes to drive home from our hike, she'll cry, which is exactly what she did yesterday. I saw my mum, she had a half an hour nap and then got in the car and she cried all the way back. And there was nothing I could do. There was no point in me stopping because I've stopped before and aside from it being really dangerous to stop where we live there's the A30 and they have laybys but I just don't think it's a good place to be stopping there is absolutely nothing I can do about her whining in the car and crying in the car and every time I try and tell her this and say oh Dean, there's nothing I can do but no doesn't work doesn't work separation anxiety has come in this leap now I have to say this leap has not been anywhere near as bad as the last leap um, if you haven't got the app yet, definitely go and get the Wonder Weeks app. It's brilliant. Um, I actually don't look at it that much, but sometimes when you just think there's something up with your baby, it's quite reassuring to go and have a look and be like, oh, okay, that's a leap. Definitely the leap. So I would highly recommend it. Not an ad. Again, 
Uh, it's just an app that all of us found, NCT, yoga, girls, we all found the app. Um, so yeah, separation, anxiety. Every time I leave the room, she is now looking for me. And if it's not daddy, she will cry. If daddy isn't holding her, she will definitely cry. Sometimes when daddy is holding her, she will still cry. And the other thing she's been doing is reaching for me, which is so cute. It's so cute. But she'll reach out with her little arms and be like, mommy. And she did it actually today. Hendrik was away last night. Um, and when he got home today, she was reaching for him, which was just so cute. So, so cute. But I don't quite know how to deal with the separation anxiety thing. I have an interesting, and I did, I, again, I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. But I'm off to London this weekend for my cousin's wedding, which is really exciting. But I am now going solo. Hendrik's not coming. So we're flying up, uh, just the two of us, uh, up to London. My sister, I think, because the GM that she is, is coming to London City to come meet me. We'll then bundle Amandine, I guess, into a cab with the pram. I think I am taking the pram. You guys definitely advised me to take the pram, even if I don't use it, just to have that back up. Then on the Sunday, we are off to the wedding. Um, don't quite know what I'm going to do there yet, still. The wedding is at three until four, and then it's an hour to the reception. And then, yeah, Amandine goes to bed at six. So as you can see, my timings a little bit are a bit off. So I'm not actually sure. You know, my cousin doesn't want a crying baby at her reception when the speeches are happening and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be no favor to Amandine or my cousin if I'm there and Amandine needs to be in bed don't particularly want to go all the way back to my sisters by myself and miss out on all the fun either but then I have a baby and I have to remember I have a baby I have to do what's right for my baby <laughs> if anyone has any bright ideas on what to do unfortunately I can't really afford to go and take a hotel room to not actually stay there I'm staying with my sister um, a lot of advice online said book a hotel room close by, go take a nap, take your baby, have a nap when they're asleep, maybe put them in the carry and bring them back. Mm, not so sure how I feel about that. I don't think I'd do it anyway, even if there was a hotel room. So yeah, I am, I definitely have some nerves about this weekend. Um, and I, I also have really big nerves about Amandine crying during the service and everyone looking at me. I hate being centre of attention, which is one of the reasons why I love hiding behind this podcast. I do not like people looking at me. Um, especially when the when the wedding is a no-baby's wedding. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit awkward. But because I'm breastfeeding, my cousin wanted me to be there, and I obviously really wanted to be there. She's let me go with the baby. Because I can't leave her with anybody. Bottle update, she still won't take one. Still. I was really hoping, then didn't I say a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to be able to tell you that Amandine's taken a bottle. Well, I'm not able to tell you that. She hasn't. She is biting the teats. We've tried, we've now kind of whittled it down to the Minbi and the Mam bottle, which she prefers. They're the two that she prefers, but she's biting the teat. Now she's using it as a teether. I don't really want her to get used to that because don't really want her chomping down on my nip-nips. Thank you very much. So <laughs> I'm trying to encourage her to suckle, but I mean, how can you encourage a baby to suckle? If you were a fly on the wall, you would have been wetting yourself. I'm doing the kind of taking the bottle to my mouth and, 
you know, doing a sucking motion, I'm not actually putting the bottle in my mouth because I don't know why, but I haven't tasted my own breast milk. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have, but I haven't. And it, you know, it kind of grosses me out a little bit. I don't know why. It's the most natural thing ever. But I don't know, maybe it's a bit like drinking your own urine. And not quite, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay, so what else before I go into waffle zone? She rolled over at bath time and she's reaching. So I bathed her this evening and she rolled over three times from back to front. Now, I hadn't ever seen her do that before and that was epic to see. And then the Neil's Yard bum cream was just behind her and she was trying to grab it and then reach for it. And then I thought she was quite clever. She started to grab the bath mat that I put her on when I changed her and scrumple it up to then bring the Neil's Yard um, bath... Uh, bum cream closer to her so she'd actually bring the material in towards her so then the cream came in towards her closer very clever very very clever don't know if that was an intentional or if I'm just being one of those mums who's like my baby is so clever okay so <laughs> I've actually been ill this last week not been ideal I have had a well I thought it was a sore throat and then my sore throat went away and then I went to swimming went under the water didn't come home and have a hot shower and dry my hair I basically sat outside and, you know, did all the things you really shouldn't do when you're slightly ill. Because um, I thought, you know, didn't think anything of it. Thought it was just like a bit of a throat thing. And then, I don't know, maybe like four days later, I was like, why isn't this getting any better? Why is this not getting any better? And then I looked in my throat and, of course, I had a little bit of a bout of tonsillitis. Luckily for me, it cleared up really really quickly I tried to rest as much as I could not go out of the house not sit in the cold not have wet hair you know all the things that you should do and because I've had it before I think my body is quite used to fighting it I don't know if that is actually right but um yeah it's on its way out which is awesome but kind of feeling a little bit I, I didn't actually feel ill I had no cold fluey symptoms just other than this lumpy throat um I didn't treat it with anything I didn't even gargle with salt water um, so I, I didn't, you know, I didn't really help myself in any of this, but I just felt super low on energy, really, really low on energy. And Amadine hadn't been sleeping that well. She'd been waking up twice a night. I think we're coming out of that right now, which is awesome. So on the sleep side of things, we are doing really, really well at the moment. I feel like Amandine is you know, well, I mean, she's absolute gem going down to bed. She goes down to bed at 6.30, as I've mentioned, if not a little bit before, she's asleep. I do feed her to sleep still in the evening, just because I know she'll go down then. But normally I jostle her a little bit, unintentionally, and put her down in her cot, and she'll kind of look at me as if to say, oh, really? And then she'll go back to sleep. So, you know, it works. And then I wake her, well, I don't intentionally wake her, but she does always wake up because she's getting heavier and harder to move around when she's asleep. Put her on my boob, feed her about 10.30 to 11, and then she goes down. She was grizzling a couple of weeks ago every time I was putting her down, but now she is not, and she'll go down straight away, and then she'll wake again. So she had been kind of around around just before the weekend she'd been waking around 1 30 I did feed her once and then I was like you know what she's not hungry 
I'm not going to do this, she's not hungry. So when she did it the last couple of nights, I haven't fed her. I've just let her kind of grizzle and then she goes back to sleep. And actually, I think I go back to sleep before she goes back to sleep. And then she stays asleep, wakes up again at her normal kind of three, four o'clock. I feed her, she'll go back down and she'll sleep till about half past six again. So she's doing half six to half six. I can't complain. And if I can just get her not waking me up at that kind of one thirty, two o'clock and last night she didn't, um, it'd be brilliant. It'd be really great. And we'll be back to one feed a night stuff. What would be better? Because I don't think she's taking a big enough feed in the evening um, for her dream feed. It would be great if I could still give, if I could give her the bottle and get her to take a bottle for that dream feed because then I'll know she'll get a good feed. Because right now, she's not. And actually, that's one thing I have to say about my tonsillitis. And I don't know if anyone's felt this, but my milk supply went out of the window, like literally out of the window, from having, you know, feeling the letdowns, from having full boobs, like visually full boobs, I had nothing. So when I realised this, the day after, I literally spent the whole day pumping. Any spare minute I had, I was pumping. And I didn't do any, you know, pump and dumps. I have saved quite a few bits in the freezer. A lot of the pumps that I do um, get wasted, really, by trying to get Amandine to take a bottle. Um, so it's, it's good, but it was rubbish milk. Like, you know, if, if you pump, you'll know, but you'll pump, um, and the milk will look like cream. You might leave it in the fridge and there'll be like a thick kind of fatty layer on top and then like watery milk underneath and there'll be a visual difference. But I was literally just pumping water. <laughs> there was kind of the slight milkiest tinge, but it was almost like you dropped a drop of milk into a bowl of water. Um, so it was rubbish and there was hardly anything and nothing. I'd gone from kind of pumping quite happily 70 mil worth of milk with my LV pump to pumping maybe 20. It was awful. It was awful. And I really, and I think that was why Amandine started waking up twice in the night because she was hungry. She needed more milk. And, um, but then after I'd spent that day pumping, everything started to come back and now I have to say I feel so much better obviously but also I think the pumping just helped trigger it back again. I wonder if any of you guys have have felt that. I didn't ever ask the doctor or anything but there was a point where I was starting to panic and I was thinking oh my god she won't take a bottle. You know she, how, how am I going to get milk down this child if my body stops producing milk? I, so that has really you know boosted me to try and get her to take a bottle you guys sent me loads of recommendations of cups. I really appreciate that. The doily cup came out the top. But the reason I want to give her the bottle is because it's soothing and because I want it for that dream feed. I don't I don't really want need it in the day. It's fine, but I want it for that dream feed. And I don't think her sucking on a cup is quite going to do the dream feed thing. Plus, she needs to be awake to sip from a cup. So that is that, bottle stuff. What else? Um, oh, for the wedding. I forgot to tell you, for the wedding, I found a breastfeeding-friendly outfit-ish. I mean, it's not really, but I basically just worked around <laughs> a normal outfit. So what I'm wearing is, um, I'm really hoping, I have these lovely, like, light pink suede, you know, thick sole slip-on things but they're flat but they've got like a thick white sole a little bit like vans I suppose but really swanky posh vans they're from the white company my mum bought them for me for my birthday and they are beautiful 
And I'm really hoping that I can get away with wearing those because I'm going to be carrying Amandine, so I don't really want to um, wear heels because it's going to A, be uncomfortable, B, I'm awful in heels. I'm five foot three and a half and I have probably worn heels about, I don't know, five times in my life. So I can't walk. I cannot walk in heels. Um, so I was thinking either like an inch block heel or uh, these little trainers that I have. And I really don't want to spend much money because who knows how long I'll be at this wedding. So I'm wearing these high-waisted wide-legged trousers and I had them altered. So I'm hoping that they're short enough for me to wear these trainers. I'll find out tomorrow. I'm going to go and pick them up tomorrow. If they're not, then I'll have to buy little heels because obviously I didn't think about this and I had them altered if I was wearing a heel. Silly Emma. Um, and then I'm going to wear a jumper, just like a, a really a smart jumper. And underneath the jumper, I'm just going to wear a strap top. So I can pull down the strap top, lift up the jumper, basically. And I can actually feed her in the Ergo Baby if I wear that kind of outfit without me looking naked. And I could quite happily do that um, in the ceremony without people even knowing that she was having a feed. So if she's losing her shizzle and for some reason I can't exit the room I can just try and shove her on my boob and then hopefully she'll go back to sleep or she will just chill out um so that's what I'm gonna wear and I'm actually gonna wear a jumper that my sister is gonna lend me it's quite funny I was facetiming her the other day and I was asking her to show me her wardrobe because she has a smart wardrobe she's a lawyer in London she has a smart wardrobe okay I had a question today, um, which I, today was a fun day. I got to um, interview Sarah from The Unmumsy Mum. My gosh, my memory is awful. I can't even remember if I told you that at the beginning of the podcast. So I had a question about this and we did talk a lot about this on the podcast, but um, leaving baby for the first time. So separation anxiety on our part, on the mum's part, not just the baby's part. But I'd really love to get a specialist on the podcast. Does anyone know of a anxiety specialist for who kind of deals with mums who are stressed about leaving their baby? Um, I, I would love to try and get someone on the podcast to talk about that because I don't think it's just me. It obviously isn't just me because I had a lovely lady text me, uh, message me earlier about it. So if anyone knows, please drop me a DM at mumtalkpodcast Instagram page or an email at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com. I would be truly, truly grateful because I can't even imagine leaving Amandine. I really can't. I'm going to have to for... So I have a very exciting thing. Actually, I should tell you. I have a very exciting thing happening this week. So after the wedding, I have been invited to go on a women's retreat to celebrate International Women's Day with the brand Lululemon. If you followed me in my previous kind of yoga world, you'll know I've done a little bit of, of stuff with Lululemon before, but they actually emailed me saying that they'd been watching the work I was doing with Mum Talk and um, that they found me inspirational. How lovely is that? And they have invited me to go on this retreat. Anyway, they've let me take Amandine, which is amazing. So Amandine and I are going on this retreat, but they've also let me take my sister. So my sister is going to be chief babysitter. So I can go and enjoy this retreat because it's meant to be all about me having some time out, enjoying yoga, um, doing some developmental you know, classes and stuff like that um, to progress my goals of this year, that kind of stuff. So can't really do that with Amandine because it would just be really distracting. So I'm really hoping that if I'm at the wedding with my sister, I'm staying with my sister, by the time we go to the Lululemon gig, 
I, Amaldine will be so happy with my sister. She won't have any problems with me leaving her for like an hour or two. <laughs> we shall see. Um, but I will let you guys know how that goes. I will, I'm sure I'll document it on Instagram a little bit, but I'll probably also just enjoy it and just enjoy having some time out, which will be lovely. Really, really lovely. So that is about it on the podcast this week. It's a nice short one. I'm just looking at the timer. It's about half an hour, which is brilliant. But before I go, I want to give you a little update on the Instagram page and what you guys can win, what there still is to come, because I have, if you don't know yet, collaborated with all the brands pretty much that have been on the podcast and more. They're being super supportive and they are giving me products to give to you because I wanted to thank you for all of your support with the podcast and also with the Instagram page and to celebrate the launch of the Instagram page. So all of the competitions are open until the 23rd of March. So you can enter all of them at any point. So if you're new to the podcast, go back to the page and, you know, enter the giveaways. Um, It's not, you know, it's not, they're not old ones if you see they're old. So if you're listening to this after the 23rd of March, though, obviously the giveaway is over, but I will do more, I'm sure. So there's been a giveaway of an Ergo Baby that was on the weekend Um, So you can go and enter that one, a really, really lovely all position 360 baby carrier from Ergo Baby. As you all know, I adore mine. We have also done a Bambino Mio giveaway, which is a reusable nappy and also some beautiful rainforesty type muslins. They are absolutely brilliant. We are using the Bambino Mios, reusable nappies, 90% of the time, I would say. And they are absolutely fantastic. The more you wash them, the better they get, by the way. So um, if you want to start your journey of reusables, enter the comp and we can get you started on that. Also today, if you're pregnant and you're listening and you haven't yet done Siobhan's Positive Birth Company hypnobirthing course, highly recommend you do it. I did it with my pregnancy. It was brilliant. We are doing that giveaway today and it's a digital pack and also a pack of affirmation cards. It's great. I mean, it's absolutely great. It's I think it's like six or seven hours worth of videos and it's incredibly informative on everything pregnancy. It's not what you think it sounds like. I was always put off by the word hypnobirthing because it sounds like you're going to be hypnotized. It's anything but that. It's really not. So don't be put off by the name. Go check it out. You have the chance of winning that. So also coming up, we have LV. LV are gifting us a pelvic floor trainer. I haven't actually tried this myself um, and I wish I could, but um, they're sending one to give away. So if you have given birth or if you're prepping to give birth or if you gave birth ages ago and you feel there's a weakness in your pelvic floor, it's such an important muscle. Mine is certainly not back to where it was yet. I am not struggling with my pelvic floor, but I'm not struggling because I'm not, you know, weeing myself when I laugh or sneeze, but it's definitely a lot weaker. Sometimes I can feel just dragging, um, my, this, this is possibly too much information, but my bowel movements are only just going back to normal since giving birth and I'm six months apres. Um, so I would highly recommend you know, if you're very unmotivated like me in the pelvic floor area, maybe a trainer's a thing. So go and 
check out that giveaway. Also, cheeky wipes, back to the reusables. We use cheeky wipes with Amandine. It means you're not carrying around tons of wipes with you. Um, and everyone knows you don't flush your wipes, but they also sit on the landfill for a very long time. Whereas cheeky wipes, you can just shove them in the wash. So they are brilliant. It's a hands and faces kit. It comes with a box for you to put them in and some oils. And yeah, it's really, really lovely. We use them too. The Grow Company are giving away a grow bag. It's all Amandine sleeps in. It's, I don't have to worry about blankets. And seeing as she is now doing a 180 in her cot, that's one thing I forgot to talk about on the podcast, but she is literally doing a 180 in her cot. I will put her in one way and then put her in and then find her the other way around. I had propped her cot with two books at one end to make it a little bit on a tilt because that's how her um, snooze pod next to the bed is. Um... And I've had to take them out because she's literally like upside down when I go in and she's turned around. So that's quite funny. But it means you don't have to worry about blankets going over their head. And I mean, Amandine definitely would have suffocated had I not had she not been in her grow bag. So I just don't have to worry. Scandiborn, who was on the podcast last week, Grace from Scandiborn, she is just gifting the most epic giveaway, a BB Hug Me pillow. If you haven't seen them on Instagram or wherever you look at your pregnancy stuff they're just the best pillows out there I didn't get one my husband actually bought one for my birthday and these I don't think they were really a thing then um but they're just everywhere I look and they just look incredible absolutely incredible if I am pregnant again I will hunt one down to baby sleep back to baby sleep my hummy are giving away any bear you want off their website how cool is that any bear you want it's a white and pink noise machine We've got two. We have a travel version and we have their old style teddy. It's brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant. I can't go to sleep without it now. We have it in, um, Amandine and I have it in our room and it's just flipping brilliant. It's so good. What else? What else? Baby Bjorn. Baby Bjorn are giving away their newly launched, literally newly launched, um, feeding set so it's a bib it's a spoon and some cutlery and also a little mug and a plate thingy it's absolutely brilliant I haven't tested it um but it looks really cute they come in lots of different pastel colors it looks very very cute organic babies who are part of green people which I didn't realize green people um I've used their sunscreens and things before it's all natural and organic babies is part of green people UK so they have a silent night kit which is a baby wash and shampoo and then a um baby soothing lotion balm so that is also up for grabs and then we have a couple of extras which I will not tell you about yet (laughs) but they're brilliant they're really really great so keep checking in with the podcast next week you will have a guest and it's a very great guest (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting that one live for you so make sure you check in with the podcast every week please subscribe it comes straight into your podcast inboxy thing if you subscribe um, and if you have a moment pretty pretty please leave me a review I don't have a ton of reviews mainly because it takes effort and it does take effort and I get that I don't leave reviews on other people's um, podcasts I am I am doing now because I realize what a difference it makes it not about boosting my ratings at all this is not why I do this but I it makes other people see it more 
So if you give it a rating and if you give it a review, all you need to do is just click the five stars or however many stars you think it's worth. I hope five. If it's not five, don't listen to it. Don't listen to my podcast if you don't like it. Find someone else's. Um, but if you do, it just means that it comes and it comes into the screens more and people see it more. So thank you so much for listening this week and I will catch you guys next week when I introduce our absolutely brilliant, brilliant guests. If you have any questions in the meantime, please holler, send me an email at mumtalkpodcast at gmail.com or DM me at the mumtalkpodcast Instagram page. All right, lots of love to you all. Have a great week. Bye.